All right, and welcome. We're live. We're live. We are, are live. We live? Yes, sorry about that. Yes, we are live. Hello, it's... everyone. <laughs> welcome back. Another week, Fantasy Football Week, another Fantasy Football Podcast brought to you by the Fantasy Football Pals. Your hosts, Marty Kepler, Nick Lipper, Drew Gittins, Matt Bolden, and yours truly, Michael Shawby. Happy to be back. Made it through another week. Marcus in the chat. Let's Did go. We? Good evening, gentlemen. Good evening, Marcus. Say hello to Spotify. So, this is going to be the second episode on Spotify. Fantasy Football Pals. Hopefully the audio sounds a little bit better. I think it will. I really think it will. I think we should sound crispy. Nick got a new mic. Drew got a new mic. Every, you know, we're upgrading here. Upgrading here. I'm on the laptop. Wow. Upgraded off the iPhone. So, believe it or not. Marty's no longer holding his iPhone up against the coffee mug sideways. Big time Actually, moves here. Big Mostly time moves. My banana. So. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, outstanding. So yeah, live every every Wednesday night on Twitch, seven to eight thirty p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're also on Instagram at Pals Fantasy Football, and we are on Spotify as I mentioned earlier. Got eight viewers in the chat. Appreciate everyone. You know, we answer questions where he'll be here all night. Check. It's pretty active. So, you know, start sits, waiver ideas, whatever, man. You know, we're just here hanging out, talking fantasy football. Should be a good week. Um, and I think with that, I think we should hand it off to Marty with the news. All right. Good evening, everybody. So, first thing, starting off on the news, huge breaking news. We kind of weren't sure how this was going to be handled. But we kind of saw this coming with the whole COVID going on this year. The NFL is to postpone the Titans and Steelers game. Guys, this is pretty big news, especially, you know, we have some big names that are going to be out this week on people's fantasy teams. I mean, this is something that, you know, was always in the back of people's minds. But, I mean, it's – it's huge, and it, I, there's rumors that they might try and play on Monday, but or Tuesday, or right Tuesday night football. So I mean, I'm here for it. I I'm all there. Honestly, directly I, into my veins. <laughs> <laughs> so another week that I get to wonder if AJ Brown is going to play. Maybe, 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 the, maybe, the, maybe, maybe the maybe COVID that'll take that away for me. Yeah, I, I don't know if they'll actually. I don't think they'll they'll cancel or postpone the game. Um, I don't. I don't know. That would be crazy. I don't even know what would happen in fantasy football um, if that were to happen. As of, right as of right now, like looking on like ESPN and like the apps and stuff, it has them written down as a buy. Yeah, so, like it doesn't have like a point. Like, it just says buy. So, so I don't. Been some, maybe they there's been some talk buy. about like mixing their bye weeks up. So, like, taking the Titans bye week and moving it to this week and the Steelers with the same. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing to, like, think about is this – I feel like this could have been a lot worse. Um, from what I understand, the Vikings haven't um, – the Vikings who the Titans played last week haven't uh, said any <laughs> – damn it, Matt. Haven't said any um, – haven't done Family any – Family friendly, Drew. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if it's allowed on cable, it's allowed on here. We are a family-friendly podcast, and we do apologize yeah. for that. Next week, we'll, it won't happen. I promise you. Uh, 
Can we get a sensor on the clip, please? Oh, uh, Cooper says AJ has been looking real nice on his bench. Yep, feel that. And then um, projected points are back on ESPN. It just says postponed. Okay, so that's interesting. So yeah, okay. so so I guess they changed it from buy to being postponed. Um, mm. But but it's interesting. I mean, like I own Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith, right? So for example, it, I mean, is there a world I would like to start Jonu Smith this week because he's the number two scoring overall tight end? Um, but Hunter Henry is a fine replacement. You know, I think the point differential shouldn't be too, too much. Um, like, I don't know about you guys. Is there a concern where, you know, you just don't want to deal with it in case it is a buy, you, you know, you want to fill that tight end spot. Would you, would you start Hunter Henry? Uh, you know? I mean, I think Hunter Henry alone, like he's seen, you know, a decent amount of targets. So, I mean, I'd feel comfortable to start. Of course. I'm just saying, okay, that maybe that's a bad example, but you know, if you have a, two players that you're on the fence about, um, would you guys feel, you know, more comfortable taking the risk or, you know, would you guys start them on Sunday? I think so. I you're on. Pers- Go ahead, Nick. Good. Okay. Yep. Um, I think, uh, sitting here on Wednesday night, it's, it's hard to make that, you know, a definitive statement because obviously I'm sure more news will come out in the next couple of days. Uh, Saturday is probably when you're going to have to make that final decision. Like you said, Drew, from, from what I've heard, it doesn't seem that serious. It doesn't seem like any key players or even like a large number of players are infected. And I don't think this is going to end up being just a total nix of a game. I'll think they'll play either Monday or Tuesday night. So, um, yeah, I would risk it for the biscuit. Yeah, I think, I think I would too. I think I'm there. In a situation like that, I would play Hunter Henry. I think a lot of this comes down to your league's continuity plan. I mean, we all are late. We've had late, we have leagues where we have, we have an additional IR slot, things like that for any, for a player that might come out with COVID and could be out for what, two weeks. But realistically, it's, um, I mean, as much as we're hoping that they're going to play on Tuesday, I mean, I, is the, your league has to make that decision that, Say Derek Henry is a big player for a lot for a lot of people's fantasy teams, and can is there is there a place where in your league rules you're saying okay, well if they're playing on Tuesday, granted the reporting inside of ESPN, I'm not really I'm not 100 percent sure how that app has it laid out. Like, will they just backfill those points in things like that? That's more of a question for your league. But I'm sure ESPN's a- planned for it, right? Like everyone has to have planned for this to happen. You think you'd like to, you'd like to hope, but yeah. more than anything, I think you just need to have a nice plan with your league. Um, and that being said, you need to kind of make that bylaw too. If there's like, if you say, all right, oh, I want to start Derrick Henry, maybe just throw another running back in your lineup and the league man and the, and the league manager could say, once that game happens on Tuesday, you can just backfill those points. Yeah. I, th- I think that's a good point. Cause like I'm, you know, I'm the commissioner of our dynasty league. And personally, I, I would I would make an exception, right? I'd say if Derrick Henry doesn't, they they postpone it. I would, you know, watch, and when they do play, I would backfill, like Matt said, those points, and I would like all commissioners they have the power to adjust records. So, um, yeah, a good commissioner will will figure it out. I think. Uh, yeah, I think that's more than anything what it needs to be about. And now I would say. With that being said, if you have that set up early, I would start another running back in his place for Sunday, just knowing that, okay, if he's playing, he's my starter. Yeah. Just have that communicated. And hopefully as we get longer into the league, we'll, or into the week, we'll know more and more about this. So as always, keep your, uh, your ear to the ground and try to figure out what's going on. I'm sure the league will publicize this obviously a lot. So, so the last question I think off that is, is, are you guys concerned with the rest of the, the season? Or I, I mean, I, I personally, I don't think it's that that big of a road bump. But um, you know, it's the first real scare we've had. 
It'll depend. It's too, it's too early to tell. Baseball's in the playoffs. They found a way to get to have gotten through it. But is it going to be? Yeah. I don't think it's going to sink the season. Is it? Is it going to make make the season a bit more choppy? Perhaps. Yeah, I think it will. But we'll have to see what happens. I mean, I definitely think it could be something that pops up again. But also, once again, we've went through the first three weeks now already, and this is the first time it's happened. Yeah. And from what it sounds like, the NFL is doing a pretty good job of like, all right, we're going to shut down um, the locker room. You know, don't meet up and practice. So they're are trying to stay ahead of it and prevent any other um, any type of spread. So, I mean, could it pop up again? Sure. But like Matt said, I think it could be maybe somewhat choppy where it just, like, pops up once, dies down, pops up later on. I don't see this being a week-to-week thing, though. And I think there's a world where this is actually kind of – positive news um yeah i believe what one of the things i read was i think it's one of the nose tackles for the uh for the titans that got it and of all the players on the field you think the nose tackle is going to be one of those players up in the faces of the linemen uh, most likely maybe to transfer this and it doesn't seem to have happened um who knows if that's um like who knows what the exact situation is and who knows exactly how all this spreads but it's uh I think that's positive news that we didn't get mass spread, especially with the offensive linemen and the defensive linemen, considering how much they're in their face all the time. Wow. Drew bringing the positivity in such a such a troubling world. So we're, that's what we're <laughs> doing here. We're bringing the positivity. Excellent. All right, Marty, all right. what's next? Next bit of the news. Mitch Trubisky got benched for BDN. <laughs> What does BDN stand for, Marty? We are a (laughs) family-friendly podcast. Um, I'm sure you've heard the nickname before, but Nick Foles is the new starter for the Chicago Bears at quarterback. And I got to think that this is good news in terms of fantasy for, uh, say, Anthony Miller, Allen Robinson on the teams. I mean, do you guys agree? Oh yeah, I really don't I mean, think it's much of a difference. But, oh, okay. I, I'm actually through through TDs. So yeah, I'm actually going to talk about this game later. So um, yeah, I'll give my take then. Okay. Um, so we'll save it a little bit that, bit for then. Um, Chris Godwin definitely out for this week with a hamstring injury. Might so they play Sunday, but then they're also the following Thursday game. So there's Ooh. a chance he might be out for two weeks. Ooh. And I know he's missed time already this year with concussion injuries. So Same hamstring as last year that held him out at the end of last year as well. Right. So it is, you know, troubling times to be a Chris Godwin. Seems like he's had a bit of the injury bug. Buy low. <laughs> Could be a buy low situation. I sent you um, an offer. He didn't text back, uh, though. <laughs> it's I think it's a little frustrating because every time he's been in, he's been good uh, sure, with yeah. Tom Brady. I, I I think we all got really excited about the potential of Tom Brady's slot receiver being super, super talented. Um, so that's it's disappointing, to say the least, for Godwin owners. Yeah. I'd like to think this one's going to be a two-weeker at the minimum. Yeah, I agree. Being re-aggravated, this team's playing okay for what it's worth right now. I mean, Tom Brady, at the very least, if anything, is a fantastic game manager at this point. So, and I don't see this. This team's built 
in a way for them to be to maintain some form of success even without him. So I don't see them trying to rush him back, mm-hmm. thinking that wins and losses are going to fully depend on it. So I would um I, I'd be cautious with this one more than anything. Are you saying Tom Brady's an excellent game manager? I don't buy it. I don't see that. <laughs> <laughs> no chance. No chance. It's I don't think he's seen enough play time. I just it's impossible. All right. <laughs> We haven't quite seen enough out of him. Yeah, so, maybe in a couple of years. A couple of years. Yeah. When he's 45, <laughs> then we'll talk. Talking. Uh, next little bit of news. Michael Pittman injured with compartment leg syndrome in his calf. I don't know exactly what that is, but apparently he had surgery on it Sunday night. Oh. Should be back. He could be back later this year. Not huge fantasy relevance there. I mean, I don't think he's done anything too great before that, but little bit of news for Compartment leg syndrome as opposed to uncompartmented leg syndrome? Listen, mm-hmm. we all have uncompartmented leg syndrome, and he has compartmented <laughs> leg syndrome. And then he, yeah. Is there so a it's doctor better to have your legs uncompartmented. <laughs> if there is a doctor um, in the chat and want to yeah. explain this a little bit, yeah, just, please just feel free. Hit us up on Instagram. Hit us up at, well, you know. You, 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 the, uh, the fantasy foot, the foot pals are looking for a staff writer. <laughs> We're looking for a doctor to come on and answer these questions. An MD, uh-huh. an MD, you know. You know, we have we have uh, potential doctors, so. Oh, well, yeah. with Pittman out, like uh, Cooper in the chat just said, Moali Cox looking like a big, uh, big winner there. I refuse to trust. <laughs> I also, I also refuse to trust any tight end or wide receiver that is getting on the ball from Philip Rivers. I hate the man. I'll, I'm going to talk about him later. You know, let's save it. Let's save it. <laughs> All right, Philip Deontay Rivers. Johnson actually entered concussion protocol. Um, we'll have to you'll definitely have to uh, keep it on and have to see if he eventually clears. Not looking like he might play this week. Um, he really is an ex Antonio Brown, huh? He's a baller. Is that too soon? Is that a bad joke? No. Maybe, maybe that's I mean, a bad. I don't. I don't. You know, could be a little. CT is serious. I don't want to make any jokes about that. <laughs> uh, Chris Carson sprained uh, his knee last Sunday. Um, he it sounded like he actually still might be able to play this week. Definitely something to keep your eye out on. Um, Did you guys see that play though? Yeah. Oh, dirty, wild. dirty. Dirty really, play. really bad. So like dirty is in dirty by the opposing player who hurt. Yeah, him. He grabbed him and alligator rolled. Yeah, it was Ooh. bad, so, bad, bad. And correct me if I'm wrong. From what I heard, it's not a written rule. It's kind of like an unwritten rule, though, amongst the players. Kind of sure, thing. absolutely. To where it's it, it's a big injury risk when you do that, and it's just like, come on, bro. who did it? The One of the defensive oh, players. But guess what? They're playing the Browns. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Maybe the Browns offensive line will get him back. I don't know. They've been playing pretty well. Sure. Yeah. Miles Garrett will swing a helmet at him. Well, no, it's, <laughs> it's the defense. So, okay. Yeah, it was yeah, very funny. It doesn't funny. matter. Sorry. 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 <laughs> Run him out onto the field. <laughs> Tristan Hill. Thank you, Coop. Thank you. Put him at fullback. Yeah, yeah. Goodness. Oh, I'd love that. All right, Marty. What's, um, what's next? <laughs> Michael Thomas apparently was moving pretty well last Friday um, in practice, looking like he might be able to play this week. Once again, you got to keep your eye out on it. Um, I'm going to check that. your apps. He doesn't ever have to come back if he doesn't want to. 
I mean, I would love as the, uh, as the, he's made a lot of money in his career. If he did, if he just wants to retire and just let Alvin Kamara have all the receptions, I'd be, I'd be okay with that. <laughs> I hate the saints. <laughs> <laughs> it is kind of surprising. Like you really thought like a Jared Cook or, uh, <laughs> Jared Keith or, um, Who's a receiver? Manuel Sanders might have stepped up quite a bit more, and nope. Yikes! It, it, you didn't really quite see a receiving option step up more outside of just Kamara getting all the receptions. Why would you <laughs> throw it to anyone else when you can throw the ball three <laughs> yards into the backfield and he'll turn it into a fifty-yard touchdown run? Well, There's no like... reason to ever throw the ball to any other player on the team right now. I well, guess. Drew Brees probably can't throw more than three yards at this point, too. Man's hey, looking no. shot. You get I love the guy, but he's looking, out of your mouth. He's looking a little Brees. shot. Wow, didn't think it was going to happen. All right. Marty, what's next? Phil right. Lindsay, still limited in practice. Jameson Crowder, limited in practice. Um, Henry Ruggs, out with the knee slash hamstring injury. Could be a couple weeks. Um. I'll take guys I don't care about in fantasy for three hundred. You know what? You know what? I, I can talk a little <laughs> bit about turf toe. Okay, I, I, you know, in uh-huh. my football career, I've had turf toe. You know, it quite, quite the injury <laughs> sidelined me for for weeks on end. So, Philip Lindsay, my heart goes out to you, man. I've been in your position. It doesn't get better. <laughs> it doesn't get better. No, just kidding. I didn't play football. <laughs> but well, I like well, to you, listeners. True. Those people yes. could have fantasy relevant. I'm sure they were drafted. So yeah. I do my there's a, uh, to throw There's out. a rumor going around that if the Jets lose this week, they will fire Adam Gase. I hope so. Let's hope for that. that can, is, can we all friendship eye on that one? Yeah. As, I would, as a podcast, we officially endorse the firing yeah. of Adam Gase. I, I do not like Adam Gase. He ruins every potential – Fantasy players relevance. He, he ruins everything. Yeah, not not a fan. <laughs> Just about. And I believe that's all I had for the news this all week. Right, Marty with the news. Marty with the news. Thank you, Marty. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're most welcome. Um, and I think with that, we'll head to my action line. Another exciting dun, dun, edition. Dun. So last week went one and one. The Buccaneers covered like I said it. I called it. I knew it. Troubling, troubling. The Rams almost came back. I would have covered the plus two. They lost by three points. I needed that extra point. Very sad. But one and one, you know, pretty good. We're three. I'm three and three on the season picking so far. And I'm feeling really good about this week. So my first pick, Michael's action line. I'm taking the Baltimore Ravens minus 13 over the Washington football team, which is huge. I usually don't play these big covers. Yikes. Wow. But the Baltimore Ravens, since being led by Lamar Jackson, have only lost four games. And three of those losses, well, besides the playoffs, obviously the Titans last year, four regular season games, and three of those losses have been to the Kansas City Chiefs, there's just something in the Ravens' head, Lamar wow. Jackson's head. Patrick Mahomes lives there, rent-free, in Lamar Jackson's head. <laughs> um, and there's just a roadblock for that team. They always play awful. And if anybody was wondering who that other loss to, uh, to was, 
Can anybody guess? Marty, Matt? Oh, Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns. Your Maybe. Cleveland Browns, led by Love Baker it. Mayfield. Yes, but but we digress. We digress. Um, <laughs> but last week is in the past. This team is going to be angry. I expect Lamar Jackson to have his, a classic five touchdown game and just ruin my whole fantasy week because I'm playing him. <laughs> I think the Fair. Washington football team does have a nice defensive line, but I think Lamar Jackson is going to run crazy on that team. I think he's going to pass crazy. Uh, and I expect a huge week from him. I think they're going to cover that ignorant minus 13 spread very easily. And I'm going to take the Ravens minus 13 over the football team. Bang. Quick bang, note bang. on that. The Browns just beat the Redskins by 14. The football team. So, the football team. The football team. The Washington football team. Marcus says Josh hey, Allen for MVP. Yes, Marcus. Josh Allen for MVP. Okay. Yeah, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Nine we'll is, that your, is that how this basketball team is doing so well? I, I yeah. like that yes. this thing up and down. And I do not understand Who's where he's getting team? all his points from. Your best ball team. Your best Me? ball team. Yes. Because I have Dak and Russ and Aaron Rodgers, three best quarterbacks in football right now. Jeez, oh, man. So we got nine viewers <laughs> in the chat. We appreciate everyone stopping by. We are Fantasy Football Podcast, live every Wednesday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're also on Instagram, at Pals Fantasy Football. Feel free to hit us up in the chat. Hit us up on Instagram. We're here every Wednesday. Um, okay. And with the second pick on my action line this week, I'm take I'm going to take the Arizona Cardinals minus three and a half over the Carolina Panthers. So I'm taking two negative spreads. I'm expecting both teams to win outright and cover. Damn. But I mean, dang. But these pesky Panthers, and that that's that's how I'm going to refer to them for the rest of the year. I think these pesky <laughs> Panthers. That, they are pesky. They are an enigma to me up up until this point. <laughs> they they have underutilized DJ Moore which is just troubling. They've lost Christian McCaffrey. And in my opinion, the defense isn't that great, but yet they've played three games and they've hung around in every single game. It's really, it's really quite interesting. They're, they're an enigma. They're an enigma for fantasy football. They're an enigma for real-life football. But with that being said, I don't really have much of a reason, but I'm feeling good about the Arizona Cardinals, Kyler Murray bounce-back game, Future MVP, not this year, next year, two years, I don't know when. Future MVP, Kyler Murray, lead this team to a victory, lead them to an outright victory, scoring, uh, you know, covering the spread of minus three and a half. So I'm going to take the Cardinals on a whim. I'm going to say that right now, on a whim, but I'm feeling good about it. Don't really have a reason. Cardinals, what's, minus three and a half over the Panthers. Michael, let's make a bet. Okay, what kind of bet? Chipotle bet. Nope. <laughs> Five dollars. I'll take. I'll take. They don't cover. Um, how about this? You pay five dollars and bet with your own money. And yeah, that's it. What's the What's the fun of that? Then go on to draft. Go on to play. Go on to like DraftKings playbook and. <laughs> so much gusto with the man's pick that he won't even bet his pal it's, it's, it's a whim. It's a whim. I really wanted to pick I have the Cardinals game. by three. three. They are not going to cover three and a half. It's going to be I, ugly. I wanted to pick another game, but, uh, you know, I'm trying to diversify my games a little bit. So, Friends of the Fantasy Bells, please note that our action line leader will not actually take action on his own. No, that's not true. 
because <laughs> it's, thank, it's all fluff. This is a fluff piece. Bill, th- thank you, Matt. For, thank piece. you, Matt, for saying that because eight when, minutes of fluff here. Bro. When I when I go when I go two and zero this week, next week I will put money on my on the games. What I just need and to if you back, don't go to you here first. Yes, he's putting money down next week. Yes, if, if, if <laughs> once, no, 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 no. Yes, if if I get above five hundred, so I'm three and three now mm. for the season. Once I get above five hundred, mm. I will mm-hmm. put money down. Okay, mark my words. So four, so four and so four and four is going to do it for you. No, four and four is going to do it. Once I become five and three or seven and whatever or whatever it is, I will <laughs> I will put money down. Okay, that's that's my five and three sounds pretty tasty. It's not a plus piece, Matt. We're covering games here. We're covering games. We're an action-packed podcast here, folks. Yeah, people, people, people love betting, man. I, I love betting. I just don't have the money to do it. Yep. yep. See, you're you know responsible, better. Responsible. You know what? I have faith in our fearless leader, yeah. Matt. I'll take you on. Oh, I'm right. Fuck it. I'm there. Oh, I'm here. Some action here. I'll put the cards cover. All right. All right. How about? You guys both Venmo me five dollars and then I'll pay out the winner. Oh goodness gracious! What's the um, <laughs> he's the bookie. <laughs> I'll be the bookie. Well, the, it'll the, only cost uh, us a dollar each. <laughs> see, man, the tough thing is I started zero and two, and that, and then the week after I went two. You know, I went two and zero, so it's kind of like I'm at that three and three range. I need to, you know, I've hit all my bases. So you're no. radiating gusto. Well, you know, Marty, book it, book it. All right, book it. I do have a start-sit question for you guys, and it comes in the form of tight ends. So we have Dalton Schultz, who is at home against Cleveland Browns, Mm -hmm. or Mike Jasicki, who is also at home, but against the Seattle Seahawks. Give me Jasicki. Give me... Give me Jasicki. Fun fact about Mike Kosicki, this is as of last week. I haven't looked this up since last week, but I really wanted to share this tidbit, and then I forgot. Um, he lines up either in the slot or at wide receiver 92% of his snaps on the field. Wow. He wow. is essentially a wide receiver playing tight end for the purposes of fantasy. True. Thank uh, you. He's thank, a, thank you for saying that. I'm actually going to write a letter to ESPN having them change his designation. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, everybody. I'm cue the Travis Kelsey comps. <laughs> <laughs> You up. I'm ready. I'll Nick, take Dalton Matt, Schultz. do we have an answer? I'm taking Dalton Schultz. Oh. Hmm. Nicholas? Yeah, that's tough, man. Um, the Browns suck against tight ends, but I think I'm going to have to go Jasicki. Who's going to cover him? Sion Taki Taki? Come on. Come on. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> some, Matt, I have no, some stats. They have too, they have too many the, weapons. Uh, that's the lie. They have too many weapons. You never know. It's a risk. Who's, who, who, who's, who's scoring more points? The, Dal- the Dallas Cowboys or the, or, or the Miami Dolphins this week? Let's start there. I Who mean, is it? I have some stats to share for you about the Seattle pass defense in our next segment. Okay. That might change your mind, Matthew. Um, okay. Yeah, they're before, pretty bad. Cue it for the game recap. Next. Okay. <laughs> before we move on, uh, Coop in the chat has an interesting trade. He says he would trade Dalvin and Rob- Dalvin Cook and Robert Woods. For CMC and A Rob. Oh, heck what yes. is it again? Dalvin Cook and Robert Woods for yep. CMC and A Rob. Yeah, you smash that all day. 
Uh, is this, is this redraft? Yeah, uh, can yes. we talk? Coop, uh, who, who are your other running backs? Oh, yeah. I need to yeah, know, let's start there. I need to know what your running back depth is. Because I feel Sorry, like Robert, yeah, Woods, I was, Robert Woods and A-Rob can be sort of a wash. Um, I was thinking in the terms of dynasty there. Yep. So let's let's say Robert Woods and A-Rob are a wash. Uh, CMC obviously is an upgraded Dalvin, but you're not going to get CMC back for a, wh- a while. So are you going to be able to be competitive and, and make the playoffs still? That's that's the question. Yeah, if, if yeah. you're if you're gonna be competitive and still make the play, he has Josh Jacobs, Cam Akers, and Jarek McKinnon. I don't know, Cam Akers is not playing. Um, I don't do it. Neither is McKinnon. Yeah, I, yeah. I, 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 redraft, I, I, no. I wouldn't do it because no. I mean CMC. You you look at Kamara last year who had a similar injury, high ankle sprain. These things linger, man, and like they they affect players even when they come back and are quote unquote healthy. So I I, I don't like giving up Dalvin for CMC this year. And like you said, Robert Woods and A-Rob is pretty much a wash. Yeah. In redraft. In, in redraft. Dynasty. dynasty, you smash what that over. You smash except. Awesome. Cool. Uh, great. So we got 10 viewers in the chat. Appreciate everyone stopping by live every Wednesday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at twitch.tv backslash fantasy football pals. Also on Instagram at pals fantasy football. And with that being Feel said. Feel free to hit that follow button. Feel free to hit the follow button. Thank you, Marty. Uh, and with that being said, I think we'll kick it over to um, our sponsor. Uh, a word from our sponsor, from Drew. Uh, thank you, Michael. Uh, today's episode is brought to you by uh, Michelob Ultra, the official beer of white dads telling racist jokes on the back nine. Um, also, hey you. Yeah, you. Did you draft Joe Mixon with your first or second pick? Are you feeling like the walls are closing in around you? Are the ghosts of last year past rushing through your head? Then you should try hard liquor directly from the bottle. I promise hard liquor directly from the bottle can help calm those pesky doubts and put you on the path to success. Want to forget that he only scored eight and a half points this week? Bang. Want to forget that he scored 10 or less two of the last three weeks? You betcha. Want to to forget that he got outscored by Gio Bernard this week? We promise we will take care of that. One more time, that's hard alcohol directly from the bottle for all your Joe Mixon-related depression. Back to you, Michael. No ice. Thank you, Drew. That was, <laughs> that was fantastic. That was fantastic. Okay. Uh, and that was, that was our, our sponsors for our waiver wire pickups. We'll do those first this week. Um, I'm going to go first. I, I, I want to get, get this off my chest. Greg Ward Jr. is my waiver wire pickup this week. Yup. And I'm going to tell you why. Choo, choo. Well, first, I'm going to give a little background of my history with these, with, with calling these, these, uh, streams. I called Jordan Reed week two blow up. I called Alan Lazard's blow up. And now I'm calling Greg Ward Jr. blowing up this week. He's only owned in 0.6% of fantasy leagues. The old Dallas is out. Alshon Jeffrey's not back yet. Deshaun Jackson's out. Who is going to catch the ball? J.J. Arcega-Whiteside? Yeah, right. Yeah, right. (laughs) J.J. Arcega-Whiteside is not a good football player. He's awful. He is an awful football player. Greg Ward Jr. is the only person they have. And a little fun fact. I don't know if anyone knows about Greg Ward Jr. He is actually a – Not at all. He was a quarterback at uh, Houston. The Houston Cougars, man. This is – the Big Six Conference, American, American Conference. So he's a quarterback, college quarterback, converted to NFL wide receiver. 
And and the reason I say that's important is because he had to play his way to snaps and he had to play his way to targets. And I think he's finally here at the point where he's wide receiver 45. This is a, this is a quarterback converted wide receiver. He's wide receiver 45. And I mean, I think it's pretty, it's pretty solid. I'm not saying this man is, is going to take you to the promised land, but with all the injuries they have, I think he's a great stream this week. If you're really, really needy at flex, trust me. Just trust me. And then come back next week and you can thank me. Okay. Greg Ward Jr. And, and I think potentially he could be a play even when Alshon Jeffrey gets back because even when Deshaun Jackson was here, he's still the wide receiver 45. I don't think Alshon Jeffrey, the man who, who gets injured every year is going to make a big, you know, I don't know. He's an interesting play, at least for this week. Maybe hold on to another week, see what happens. Greg Ward Jr., 0.6% of leagues. I'm liking it. You know who else was a uh, quarterback converted wide receiver? Tyrell Tyrell Pryor. Who else? Uh, Drew. (laughs) Try again. One more time. Um, We're getting warmer. I don't know. Tell me. Julian Edelman, cue the cops. (laughs) Away we go. Edelman. My boy. No, but shout uh, out to Greg Ward Jr., man. Seems like a nice guy. Good pick. All right, so that's my waiver wire. Uh, Drew, you want to go next? Yeah, I can do that. So this is a little bit behind the ball here because it happened uh, – well, your waiver, your waiver show or your waiver pickups were today most likely. Um, so – before this week, Justin Jefferson was not widely owned in ESPN weeks. And after this week, he's now owned in 63% of leagues. That's because he went for almost 200 yards of total offense last week. Uh, an unbelievable breakout performance. Um, he's looking to establish himself in kind of a Stefan Diggs role. That was kind of the comp people love to throw around before uh, when he went to the Vikings. Um, the biggest concern I have with him is that he only received six targets over the first two weeks, um, which is a little bit troubling. Uh, but you can't ignore last week's performance. He got open. He was dynamic. He was athletic, explosive. Um, so I think he's worth a waiver wire pickup and uh, somebody you should should have if you already didn't. And if he somehow slipped through the waivers going forward, should be rostered on your team. Well said, Drew. Well said. All right, all right Matt. Let's he's a baller. It. Oh, you didn't pick one. I did pick one. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. All right, friends. I will be talking about Rex. Burkett. Rex. <laughs> Running back. I don't even know. The New England Patriots. Last <laughs> week. Running back one 16. of six now. What? Yeah. Running back 16. I said he's like... He's like one of six running backs in New England now with oh, Harrison White coming that's, back. That's the, that's the answer we're looking for. Uh, regardless... Six rushes for 49 yards and two touchdowns. And then on top of that, seven receptions for 49 yards and another two, another TD. Three touchdown week for the Rex. Um, the Tyrannosaurus Rex. To be honest with you, man, this is either, uh, this is five points or 25. So toss them in your flex and hope. I know, I know Damian Harris looks like he's going to be coming back. So I'll look to see him get a little bit, a little bit of work this week, but nonetheless, he had a great week. Stash on your lineup. Well, I don't have a ton of conviction about this, but hey, five or twenty-five. You choose. 
Yeah, I, especially I, PPR. I, I think the only thing that's, that tempers me, um, the reason I didn't pick, because I, I wanted to pick him, but I, I ended up not. Um, he's been filling up that James White role since he's been out uh, dealing with family issues. Um, so once yeah. James White ends up coming back, I, you know, he's, yeah. he he probably won't have much value. But yeah, I mean, Matt's right, five or twenty-five. So if you're mm-hmm. real, if you're real desperate, bye bye bye, and you don't want Greg Ward Jr. Sure. <laughs> I would maybe pick him up for a dollar or like very, very low cost and then stash him on your bench and see how it plays out with all those running backs coming back now. I wouldn't start him this week, even in your flex. Oh, if you don't start him this week, I wouldn't start. I, I'd never start a game this year. So it's a, <laughs> yeah. it's a one and done uh, here. He's a, he's, see, a, he's, a uh, he's a stream. Yeah, as those running backs start coming back, it's only going to get more cloudy over there in New England. All right, Nick. Who's your who's your start of the or, uh, waiver wire pickup of the week? Waiver wire pickup of the week is Brendan Ayuk. 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 I don't know how you pronounce it. I think it's Ayuk, but it looks like Ayuk. All right, Brandon Ayuk. First round draft pick. People forget about that. There were a lot of talented receivers in this draft this year. He was a first round draft pick by the Super Bowl runner up, San Francisco 49ers. Now there's some people out there like our esteemed uh, commission commissioner. Michael Chabi, who would argue that Debo Samuel is the number one receiver on that team. And those people to that, I would say, what team goes and drafts a wide receiver in the first round when they think they have a number one wide receiver already on the roster? Answer, they don't. Debo Samuel is not a true alpha. He's not a true number one. He is a very talented player, but they drafted Brandon Ayuk to be the guy, and he broke out last week. He had eight targets and five reception for 70 yards. And in addition to that, he had three carries for 31 yards and a rushing touchdown. Phenomenal breakout week. He was banged up in camp, missed week one, came back last week, had a little bit of a struggle, um, you know, his first game back in week two. But last week was phenomenal. We saw the flashes as to why he was drafted number or in the first round, excuse me. And with San Francisco being super banged up right now, you know, Kittle is probably going to be out. Jordan Reed just got placed on the IR. Even though uh, Debo is back at practice, he's not expected to probably suit up for another week or two. They got a lot of injuries. And then their running back core, their running back core is totally decimated. So really going into this week, the only options that they have, the only reliable options are Brandon Ayuk and Kendrick Bourne. And then you got, you know, Jeff, what is Jeff Wilson Jr. too? He had a pretty good game. but The touchdown machine. Yeah, yeah. Point being, Brandon Ayuk going to have a great week. Going to have a great year and career as well, so you should definitely pick him up on the waiver wire before his value goes skyrocketing. I mean, I'm not tech. I'm all in. Um, I, I disagreed with Nick before the stream started. I'm just, <laughs> I just want to have it on record. I disagree. He, he's just keeping Debo's seat warm. Ayuk's uh, <laughs> performance last week is what Debo will do consistently when he's back. So I just want that to be on the record. I'm not going to argue with Nick right now. Okay. We'll see. Um, Marty, last one. Save the best for last, I think, maybe. Ryan Fitzpatrick is my waiver wire pickup of the week. He is currently ranked at QB 14, but he's only owned in 12% of leagues. Now, I know what you're thinking. We've seen this show before. Well, guess what? It's still the first half of the year, so he's going to be great. For another three games. So go pick him up. Go start him. He's going against Seattle this week, who is ranked 31st against the quarterback. 
You need help. Yeah, you they are. Head quarterback. You go get them this week and you start it. It's magic, Don't even baby. question it. Just do it. <laughs> exactly. There's a reason why his name is Fitz Magic. And you're going to find out why when you start him. Because it's going to be magic. At the end of the year, he disappears. To, like magic to a season i'm ready for it <laughs> this is the scariest take i've heard on this podcast yeah <laughs> I, I, I agree i'm not a fan this of is truly that is truly the scariest thing i've heard this whole year um, not, i digress coop in the chat said I talk? oh sorry drew no go ahead uh aj brown is still out do i start the lizard Done. or al mazard uh slayton or greg ward at flex or he has <laughs> He has J.K. Dobbins, Preston Williams, and Allie Cox. Lazard. I think – well, if, is, is Devontae Adams out? He might we be. don't know. Okay, He's if, up in there. If Devontae Adams is out, yeah, you start the Lizard King for sure, like without a doubt. I think Greg Ward is uh, is, is quite the man, um, but I think J.K. Dobbins is probably a little safer. They're going to destroy the Washington football team this week. Also, Marty, you're frozen, so – Dude, J.K. has been really up and down, though, man. I haven't been super impressed yet. They haven't been giving him a ton of no, work they either. Haven't. He got out touched by yeah, Gus Edwards last you're week. Right. Okay. Yeah. So the lizard, so, the lizard, or I honestly think you go Ward. I really do. I, I like Ward better. The Giants' have, offense has not been great. Preston Williams has not been great. Allie Cox has not been great. I think you start. Greg, I think you get Greg Ward on the waiver and start him with confidence. Ward, I'm very much team. so out on. Slayton at the moment. Me this too. Washington yeah. this Giants offense is yeah. Well, so we'll let's keep touch on that later. Um, the big thing to worry about here is that yeah, the the Alan Lazard might be a great pick to play if Devontae Devonte Adams isn't playing. But at the same time, they play on Monday night, and I'm going to take a sure thing compared to hoping and dreaming about what Monday night might be. So I'm going Greg Ward. Mm. Bang, Greg Ward train all aboard, man. Yeah. Guys, you do realize Alan Lazard had a really good week one, even with Devontae in the lineup, right? Yeah. I do. I do, Nick. I do. I own them both. Yeah. So, good. Coop, me and you, man, on the same wavelength. I own Preston Williams, Greg Ward. I own uh, the Lizard. Yeah, me and you, <laughs> same wavelength, my friend. You're, prob- you're probably 3 0 at this point. You're probably just cruising through. <laughs> Like me, you know, like <laughs> definitely not one and two and, and hating my life. Yeah. All right. Uh, we his lost actual Marty. one's better than his actual record. Hey yo. We lost Marty. Uh he is three and oh. Great. That makes me feel real good. <laughs> no, we're happy for you. And you know why you're three and oh, Coop? It's because you're listening to the Fantasy Football Pals podcast every Wednesday. Damn right. On streaming live on Twitch, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and also on Spotify. Okay, uh, and I think with that, we'll get right into our sits and starts. Michael, oh, yeah. can I go first? Because I want to talk about the Seattle defense. Absolutely. Yes. So this is going off of the, uh, the Fitzpatrick stream. I'm going to try to convince you why you should be playing Fitzpatrick and you should be playing Devontae Parker. Here are some numbers. Um, that the Seattle defense has given up to wide receivers this year. This is so, this is not just an individual wide receiver. This is a total team's wide receiver core. So, 25 and a half receptions per game. Uh, that's the most in the NFL by 10 receptions. <laughs> um, 378.7 yards to wide receivers per game. 
Uh, that's smokes. 130 yards better or worse, I guess, than any other defense in the league. Uh, 1.7 TDs per game to wide receivers. That's second worst in the league. Uh, 35 targets for wide receivers per game. That's the most by 11 targets to wide receivers. And uh, 45.7 fantasy points to a wide receiving core. That's the most by 12 fantasy points. Wow. Uh, Smash Devontae Parker in my starting lineup. Hell yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah. The game script here also, I think, favors Devontae Parker because, let's be honest, the Dolphins are probably going to lose this game and yep. probably lose it by a significant margin. And they're going yep. to be down early. So you have to imagine Fitzpatrick is going to have to come out and sling that ball around. Um, so my my uh, advice to you guys is uh, ride the hot hand. And by the hot hand, I mean the Seattle defense and uh, play Devontae Parker and your uh, – Probably just Devontae Parker. That's the only one I'd want there. Miles um, Gaskin. Yeah, Nick. Is there a Carol Baskin? Is <laughs> <laughs> back. Um, is there a world where this game gets out of hand very quickly and in the in in Fitzmagic fashion trying to dra- will them back into the game, he makes enough mistakes for it to really begin the beginning of two a season. We thought about that. No, but I'm here for it. Thank you. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to start two. Is, is that a reckless take? It's a beautiful yeah, take. I mean, I, I can't see them rushing to a back or rushing to an in. Although, I guess if you're going to have a team that plays poorly against a pass offense to try your rookie out in, this is probably the game. Oh, I got Because they are by far the worst, <laughs> by far the worst uh, pass defense in football. Uh, I'm, I, I just don't see it because I think Fitzpatrick is better than that. I mean, I think that, I think they, they might lose the game by two touchdowns, but they are, they are awful, awful against the pass. So I don't know. Actually, since Marty's waiver wire pickup was Fitz magic. Yeah. I'm going to say with certainty that Tua is playing this week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say that Fitzpatrick is gonna get benched without a doubt. Yeah, you can. You can. So what does that, that have to do with me saying you should be pick him up? I think Drew's statement just because I think he'll be he'll nothing. Just back that up. Right. If he gets benched, there's only one quarterback on the field. He'll have no value. Fitzpatrick. For me, Fitzpatrick is the number one streaming quarterback this week. Absolutely. Like if you're streaming a quarterback, you stream Fitzpatrick against the worst pass defense in football. Bang. That makes sense to me. Book it. All right, Drew. Who's your sit of the week? Book it. Uh, Darius Slayton is playing against the Rams. Uh, that's an awful, awful, terrible, no good, very bad offense um, against the Rams. Uh, he'll get the Jalen Ramsey treatment. Um, the, the big plays will be taken away, uh, which is kind of Slay- Slayton's calling call uh, due to how quickly Daniel Jones is going to be under pressure. Uh, also, the offense could not be on the field very much, considering Daniel Jones doesn't like to hang on to the football and really enjoys just handing the ball to his opponent. Uh, he has <laughs> not gone a one game in his pro career yet without a turnover, uh, which is just an embarrassing wow. statistic. Um, I had a fun fact. I own Daniel Jones in our Dynasty League, and I have seen enough and dropped him. This this week. <laughs> did you really? So, I didn't notice that. I did. Wow. Yeah, I'm uh I'm all, I'm out. I don't I really don't like it. Uh there's there's nothing on that offense that I have any interest in at all. Uh so sit Slayton this week. 
if if somehow he beats one of the better corners in football, then I guess you just take that lump. <laughs> yeah. As a Slayton yeah, owner, I've been very disappointed with Slayton. He had a phenomenal week one against a really good Steelers defense. I thought, heck yeah, this is it. He's going to start being more consistent now. Because he had these incredible games last year where he would go off for multiple touchdowns, 100-plus mm-hmm. yards. I think he did it like three or four times last year. And, you know, you hope as a second-year player, you start turning that into more consistency. And that's what I was banking on. Like I said, week one looked good. And then these last two weeks, he's just, it's been a dud, man. Sterling Shepard went out. Saquon Barkley got hurt. You would think that he, it would perfect opportunity for him to do better. And he just hasn't produced. Granted, that offense is so bad. So, so bad. It's awful. It's terrible to watch, but you let, you want to see more. All right, Nick, why don't you you do your starting sits? All right, well, going off of all those wonderful statistics as to why the Seattle defense is so bad, my start of the week is Miles Gaskin. Now, again, I got some pushback from a certain man named Michael Chabi about this, but Miles Gaskin has been doing really, really well. He currently ranks as the running back 22 overall, averaging 13.1 points per game in PPR formats. He has clearly cemented himself as the bell cow back on this team. Last uh, last week, you saw him get 22 carries, which, you know, was split. All the carries are being split very evenly in the first two weeks of the season. And then last week, they pretty much were like, all right, Gaskin, you are the gas man, and we're giving you all the carries. Currently, he has 38 rushing attempts to Jordan Howard and Matt Breida's combined 31 carries. So Jordan Howard and Matt Breida combined have 31 Miles Gaskin has 38. Gaskin has 152 rushing yards on the year. Howard and Brito only have 75. And he has 16 targets with with 15 receptions for 91 receiving yards. Brito only has two targets, one catch for two yards. Jordan Howard has a big zero. This man is clearly the number one back now. He has the receiving floor, which we expect this game to get out of hand. Miami's probably going to be down. They're probably going to have to throw the ball a lot. But because he has the receiving work, he has a really, really solid floor there. And the man is 5'10", 200 pounds. He has the frame to be a bell cow back. They they proved that last week. He's going to get the most opportunities coming out of that backfield very clearly. Uh, the Seahawks currently rank 7th against opposing running backs, so they're not as bad against running backs as they are against the pass. But... Uh, if you look at the average ranking of defenses against running backs that Miami has played so far, it's 15th overall. So, you know, middle of the pack, slightly above average. So they've played quality defenses as far as, you know, their ranking to opposing running backs. And Miles Gaskins, is he's, he's still produced. He's done good. So I'd say he's a solid flex option this week with RB2 potential. I disagree. Yeah, I'm out too. Because I agree. Because of, I mean, because I'm going to get a little more stingy on these start sits because we've been awful so far. So I'm going to go on the record that I disagree. Opponent <laughs> ranks seventh. And you said that, but I think that's worth reiterating. Uh, Jordan Howard gets the goal line work. So I know he doesn't get the volume, but he gets the goal line work. So he's not going to get the goal line touchdowns. And I think the game script, it's going to it's gonna get out of hand. Like the, the Seattle it. Seahawks are going to be up probably by 21 points by halftime. And sure, but like so, I said, he's well, the only running back that gets receiving work. Okay, but Miles Gaskin is not going to get 20, 20, or 22 carries like he did last week, so you mentioned that. So he's not. He's going to get – He doesn't need it. Okay, well, 
He's not going to score 13 points. <laughs> Nick, how many points did 22 carries turn into? Yeah. 15. Uh, I believe he scored 15 okay. so last week. The man carries. still hasn't scored a touchdown, though. Okay, and I don't think he will unless he gets if, – if he gets a receiving touchdown, then, yeah, he'll make his projections. I, 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 I'm I, out. I don't I don't think so. All right. Guys, half the league is hurt. We're not asking this guy to be the savior of your fantasy team. No, We're but, asking uh, okay. to fill a flag. No, no, I no, no, a no. fine pick. No, Thank a, you, a, start, a start should beat his projections. In my opinion, a start should be like, yeah. okay, this guy, you, like you start this guy with him, like emphasis. He's beating his projection. And what's it? And, and what's he's it, projected and what's for 13.9 right now, I believe. I don't think he hits that. No, I, I think he has 13. Totally I think he has 13. 100%. Okay. That's a fine flex play. That's a fine flex play. Christian McCaffrey is going, going to outscore out, his projection. Do I think I'm going to do Parker, that, but I think, I think I'd take 13 points and a flex. Okay, do if, you're hurting, pick, if you're hurting, pick him up. I just, I'm concerned about game script. I'm yeah. concerned about the strength That's of the rush saying. defense. You're, there, oh, the, there's, there's other yeah, players, there's, I think, that, that, are, that are better. I mean, you know, that's all I'm saying. If I'm the Miami Dolphins coach and I'm looking at Seattle, my playbook is not going to say 22 rushes. My playbook is going to lean towards passing yes. the ball because of how bad they are. It, it, it doesn't make any sense to just run the ball into the strength of the defense. So, I mean, sure, there, I mean, play actions and those different types of things. But um, for me, I, I'm, I'm not opposed necessarily to Miles Gaskin. I just don't like the matchup this week. That's all. Yeah. All I'm saying is he's averaging over five targets per game and – Two of those games were very close games. One of those games, they were absolutely crushing the Jacksonville Jaguars. We haven't seen them down significantly yet, and I think that if we do, those targets could go up. Again, giving him that receiving floor, you throw in 10 to 15 rushes and maybe a touchdown, the man's going to easily exceed his projection. I'm buying. All right, we'll see you next week. All right, Nick, who's who's your set? All right, my sit of the week. This poor man, he's he has teeter tottered on the show so many times. Nikhil Harry. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm fully out here. I kind of bought into the potential, you know, coming into the season. You know, I bought into the hype, even though I love Julian Edelman. Don't get me wrong, Julian Edelman, one of the best receivers of all time, great guy. But I definitely was buying into the hype that Nikhil Harry is going to take over the number one role. He was a number one or a first round draft pick last year by the Patriots. But man, he is just underachieved. He's currently ranked 51st, uh, wide receiver overall. Last week, Michael projected him to be, or you had him as your start of the week, correct? I did. Didn't do very good. No, uh, didn't turn out. I believe he had less than five points, right? Yeah. Or right around five points. Five and a half. Yeah. Definite bust. Julian Edelman, still clearly the number one receiver on that team. Uh, Julian Edelman currently 24 targets, 15 receptions, 259 yards to Harry's 22 targets, 15 receptions and 145 yards. Neither of them have scored a touchdown yet. Um, the most concerning thing about that stat line though, to me is that Julian Edelman and Nikhil Harry have the same number of receptions, but Julian Edelman has over a hundred more receiving yards which is the exact opposite of what fantasy owners were hoping for this year. They thought, you know, Julian Edelman is that dink and dunk kind of guy that Tom Brady loved to pick defenses apart with, and Nikhil Harry would step into that role as like a vertical threat and an over-the-top kind of guy. He just hasn't been doing that at all. He has no yards after catch. He can't get deep at all. He's been doing very poorly in in that regard. Um, The Chiefs currently the number one ranked defense against opposing wide receivers. 
even though they'll probably be behind in this game, I think the the Chiefs are going to end up being ahead and the Pats are going to be playing catch-up. Even with that potential happening, uh, I still don't like Harry. Like I said, the, the Chiefs are number one right now against receiver, and uh, he just hasn't proven it. He hasn't proven it yet, and until he does, I am out. So sit that man on your bench, hold him. Maybe he'll emerge later in the season, but don't start him anytime soon. Love that pick, Nick. Yep, no argument here. No arguments. All right, Matt, why don't you do it? Start, sit. Let's see it. <clears throat> All right, so for my sit of the week, we'll start on the sour note. I'm going to sit David Montgomery. Um, Chicago versus the Indianapolis Colts. That Indianapolis defense has been dominating as of late. And I feel like this is kind of turning into a bit of a rough game script. Realistically, I think they're going to get down. We all, um, we all, we're all pounding our chests and they're incredibly excited for Nick Foles, thinking we're going to light the world on fire. But realistically, Nick Foles is probably going to have a, t- I'm feeling like Nick Foles is going to have a nice slow start into the game. They're going to get down a little bit. They're going to have to pass a bit on top of that offense already, that defense already being, being very good against the run. Um, granted, Tariq Cohen's out, and this pick could kind of go up in flames, but there's also a place where they try to backfill that receiving role into another back, and this could turn into an eight-point week, which people are going to think this is a surefire flex play on the fact that Tariq Cohen's done for the year. So I'm just going to hold the brakes. I I like Mont for the remainder of the season. I'm just really against this game script going into this one. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. There, there is potential for you to be wrong, obviously, with Tariq Cohen being out. Montgomery could just get enough volume to make him good this week, but I don't like it either. Yeah, and this, this could if be – if he gets it, it'll be okay. I just don't know if Indy's offense is good enough to pull away where the game script would be so bad that they won't give the ball to the running back. That's my. That would be my only concern with that, but – Yes, I'm gonna I'm gonna Boy, say that Matt, if you're wrong, it's because Monty fell in the end zone. That that's how my prediction. Yes, if you're and wrong, there's, and there's a there's yeah. a feasible place where that happens. Yes, but if you're if you're if so. you're if you're if you're wrong, it'll be be because of the touchdowns. It won't be because of the volume. Uh, so I'm with you. Yep, a bit more conviction about starting Jerry, sitting Jerry Judy for last week, but you know, it really this one really could go either way. Now for my start of the week. Mr. Zachary Ertz. Last week, oh, yeah. 7 for 70, 14 PPR points. Finally was finally had a game where he looked like the guy you were kind of hoping for when you drafted him as a tight end one in the fifth, sixth round. And I know we've all we're all excited about the Greg Ward train and it's a nice fine start. But to be honest, with old Dallas out, with Alshon out, with Deshaun out, with Rager out. This is truly the only man left. Only man that has some form of chemistry with Carson Wentz on a regular basis. Granted, they might double team him, and that's possible. But I'm looking for a big game out of Zach Ertz. I'm thinking this feels every bit of this feels like a 16 to 20 point week. Touchdown, it could get even get, could get a little little better. I'm looking basement of 88 for 80 is where my head's at. So start him with certainty. I have him and Tyler Higby to choose against. Tyler Higby is currently the fourth-ranked tight end in fantasy football. I'm smashing Zach Ertz this week. 
and let's hope the Eagles fly, or at least he flies, because I don't know if they can. That Goddard injury apparently is worse than people thought it was. I heard yeah. some did, did some reading where they might have been an ankle fracture, uh, which is really concerning. Um, he'll be out for a while. Um, until then, Zach Ertz is – I mean, even when he's in, you, you're probably playing him, but Zach Ertz is pretty much an automatic start from here on out. Mm-hmm. Lock and loaded, folks. Put um, him in. I will say one thing. Um, I saved this last little tidbit because uh, I knew your start was Zach Ertz. Greg Ward, 11 targets last week. So just throw it out there. Okay. Uh, Bang. Play ball. Uh, all right. Uh, Marty, who's your who's your start and sit? Uh, start of the week is Odell Beckham Jr. I think over the last two weeks, he's kind of given you what you needed. Um, he's averaged 13.7 PPR points over the last two weeks. Us being Browns fans, we watch these games and – I think it looks like him and Baker are connected a little bit. I don't know why I felt I felt the energy a little bit between them. Now it's only two games, um, but it definitely, you know, I felt a little something extra there over those last two games, and I'm hoping they're going to keep that going forward with a weaker Dallas defense who is ranked 31st in terms of giving up points to the wide receiver position. Um, which there's only 32 teams, so it's pretty bad. <laughs> Can we just take a second on that note to acknowledge how fun it was to watch all those receivers dominate in that Seattle-Dallas game last week? That was kind of fun. Yep, it was. It wasn't, it wasn't fun for all of us. <laughs> and it'll be fun again this week when OBJ has a great week. Yes, absolutely. Start him because I think he's he's starting to look like the guy you drafted him to, and that people originally were planning on him being as a starting wide receiver. I, I will say Friends, real quick, if if it's not this week, then I don't know what week it's going to be. I mean, this is really I think about as confident as you can be starting this man. And if he doesn't show you yeah. something, then then it's just going to be a flip of a coin. Like, this is the week, in my opinion. If he doesn't show out, then I don't know what week he's going to be good at. Yeah. Is it possible that OBJ's typical week for the Cleveland Browns is five receptions for 65 yards or 70 yards and a touchdown here and there? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that might even be a little bit high oh, because he's well, no, he's stop. only had 11 he's oh. only had 11 receptions on the year stop. so that averages out to like 3.8 sure but i think I, I really think the browns of the last two games yeah. especially have started to find exactly what they want to do with the offense week one doesn't count uh, <laughs> i don't count that I kind of agree with Michael there, actually. Yeah, uh, I, I, typical, typical people talking about the teams they love. No rationality count, whatsoever. Count, Just throw the rationality out the window. I, I'm not I'm a, still... I'm not a particular Browns fan, Nick, and I tend to agree with them. Fair enough. Fair the, enough. The I'll, game I'll, script... I'll listen to your opinion on the matter, Drew. Thank you, Nick. I appreciate you giving me permission to talk on this podcast. That's all I've ever wanted. <laughs> no, I just mean you're not, you're not a biased Browns fan. That's all. Thank you. you. Got, you know, we got to state our biases up front. 
Yeah, yeah. I'm so, not a biased Brown fan. Okay. I would, I would <laughs> say we're the most critical on the Browns, if anything. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just I really think the Browns are kind of finding their stride with exactly what they want from this offense. A lot of Kareem Hunt, a lot of Nick Chubb, um play action pass and getting OBJ open a couple times a game. I think that's the I think that's the script to win. I think honestly, the less Baker Mayfield throws, the better. Um if you're in the I think if you're the Browns, you want to stay in that uh 17 to 27 passes a game range for Baker Mayfield. I think that's the sweet spot, probably lower than if you can go 20 to 25, I think you're in a really great place, especially if you're controlling the game clock. Um, and I, I don't think that is great for OBJ's ceiling. Um, but I think as they get to figure out how they want to use him and as it feels like they have a, a confident off, somebody running the offense that's confident over there. Um, I, I look at, I don't know. I look at OBJ differently than I would have on the or on the Giants. Um, to me, it's just the, the Browns script. He doesn't work the same way as he has in the past. Okay. Screw um, it. I'm pioneering the movement. Let Baker cook. Okay. It started here, folks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. When he chucks 45 this week, chat. Remember this moment. Oh that is God! A and terrible, I'm telling you, terrible, terrible plan. Yeah, it's a great plan. Okay, let it ride. It's eight oh eight, and we still have a lot to get through. So, Marty, real quick, don't just you're sit. Just let's let's. Did the week, Devontae Freeman, Giants suck. Okay, <laughs> yes, that's. I mean, <laughs> that's you. that's perfect. That's exact. Yes, that's okay. All the exactly two. what we do. I'm gonna do mine real quick too. My um, sit of the week, Robbie Anderson. I there's a world. I I truly believe that DJ Moore should be the focal point of that of that offense. I I don't buy I'm just not buying Robbie Anderson being good and he's been really good. I mean really really good to start the year. Like I traded him to Andrew thinking I I got a good deal and I really wish I would have kept him. But regardless, I I'm just not buying Robbie Anderson. I'm he's bound to let let you down eventually and I'm thinking this is the start of the week. So he's my sit. Not really a reason at all. Just just kind of feeling, you know, kind of just feeling it out here. My um, start of the week, Tyler Boyd, do have some reasons there. I think he had like 12 targets last week. He's playing the Jacksonville Jaguars, um, which I think is a great, great, great game script for him. Uh, he, he's just way more efficient than A.J. Green is, and I think he's he's the wide receiver one on that team. A.J. Green is not the wide receiver one anymore. Tyler Boyd is. So Tyler Boyd, I think, is a great start this week. The game script should be there. I think Joe Burrow is going to throw the ball a bunch. I think the the Joe Bur- Joey Burrow gets his first win this week, so book, bookmark that as well. So he's my start. And with that, uh, Drew, do we have time for a couple quick? Uh, yeah, sponsors? we have one more sponsor. I think okay. Michael that we can do this week. Okay. Um, when you're a clown, the world can feel like a dark and smelly place. Up can seem like down, down can seem like up. And this confusion can be overwhelming and your start sit picks of the week will suffer as a result. Maybe you told a whole group of people not to start Michael Gallup last week. Maybe you told a whole group of people to sit Josh Allen. Who knows? Nothing specific there, just thoughts. However, there is hope. Ask your doctor about once a week Trinesta for moderate to severe clown syndrome. 
Trinesta is a muscle relaxant agent that works with your body to allow you to pull your head directly out of your own ass naturally. So you can get back to making picks that benefit the fantasy football community as a whole. <laughs> Trinesta may not be for everyone. And side effects may include an inability to completely remove your clown makeup right away, cold sweats of guilt that you let the community down, and drunkenly buying a podcast microphone over the weekend. Ask your doctor today about Trinesta. Thank you, Michael. Back to you. Thank you, Drew. Yes, Marcus, that is a great addition. That is a great, <laughs> great addition. I agree. I love that. Perfect. Okay. Um, so it's 810, maybe 10 minutes, guys. And you think we can do it 15 minutes? We can try to wrap it up. Yeah. Um, it. All right. Let's. So we, we up. So this is where we each highlight a game. Um, yeah. Let, let's try to do it. Let's try to do it in 15 minutes. So we each get about, you know, two, two minutes. Let, let me start this. All right. I will nail this real quick. My game of the week, Minnesota at Houston. The battle of the defeated teams, both 0-3, both been extremely disappointing, um, who are normally borderline teams. Um, someone's got to win this week. So, do um, they? players to watch. Yeah, do they? I guess they could tie. <laughs> do they? I guess. Honestly, that would be – as sad as it could go for these two teams, but that's actually how it's been going for them. So it might turn out to be a tie. Who to watch this week? I think Justin Jefferson. I think uh, Drew touched up on it earlier. He had a crazy big week last week, so we're looking for him to get some type of consistency going forward. Um, like he said, trying to step into that Stefan Diggs role. Um, players I really like this week. I think Dalvin Cook and David Johnson. I think it seems like both the quarterbacks have been struggling a little bit and in passing game. So I think they're both 0-3. I think they try to rely on that ground game um, to help them score some points and move the ball. Players I don't like, Brandon Cooks. Um, it seems like Deshaun Watson's been using a lot of Randall Cobb and Will, Will Fuller more. And like I just said, it looks like they want to run the ball a little bit more. And the Vikings are 25th in terms of fantasy against the running back. So I I guess that isn't fantasy, but still they give up points to the running back. So not a fan of Brandon Cooks. Um, I think Texans win this game 28 to 24. Done. Okay, nice. Matt, Two minutes. Good job. Good job, Marty. Matt? Game of the week. Alright, I'm going to highlight the two and one. Let me say it again. The two and one. Cleveland Browns. If they win this one, I'm buying the victory Monday log against the one and two Dallas Cowboys. Um, this is sure to be in my opinion, there's no way the Dallas Cowboys are scoring less than 28 points. Yeah. That being said, I think it could come in a lot of different directions. I once upon a time on this podcast said to sit Michael Gallup, and I was wrong. I mean, Nick and yeah, I said sit too. So, okay. Well, we've said sit Michael Gallup many times, and also would like to note if Michael Gallup beats me this week, beat me last week, and beats the Cleveland Browns this week, I will not be podcasting next week. Please book on that one right now. You guys will not be seeing me on this chat. But minimum 28 points. I like a little bit of Zeke. I like a little bit of Mari. I like I like CD. 
I like Gallup, whatever. But watch it. Um, the Browns are going to have to play. They're going to have to control it. The, they're going to try to control this game for what it's worth. If they let Dallas start to go up on go up on them a little bit, then we're going to have to initiate the let Baker cook movement, which I am a part of. But we don't want to see it. Um, keep an eye out. They're really going to. I assume they're going to try to keep this running game going with Nick Chubb. Again, like these guys have already said, this feels like an Odo Beckham week. I'm feeling at least one touchdown. It feels like a hundred yard week. I'm going to pick the Browns. Thirty-one twenty-eight. Whoa. Go Browns. Go Browns. Hashtag let Baker cook. Remember that bias thing I talked about earlier? Yeah. No bias. If the Browns, if the the Browns go three and one, I'd probably lose my mind. I don't even know. I think they lose, but hey, I, I, I hope not. Oh, baby. All right, Drew. Imagine, imagine that Monday. My goodness. All right, Drew. So I'm doing uh, New Orleans uh, versus Detroit here. Um, for me, this is a really interesting game because of who, who could be returning to the field and uh, how that – or returning to full health and returning to the field and how that changes the offense of these two teams. Uh, Michael Gow – or Michael Gow. Um, Kenny Galladay back, um, back last week, um, but trying to get healthier – um, that could free up some Marvin Jones a little bit. It'll be really interesting to see from the Lions' perspective who's taking all those carries. Uh, right now it's Adrian Peterson. Who knows if that'll remain the same, especially as the passing game opens up a little bit. Um, and I want to see what the Saints' offense looks like with Michael Thomas back, um, if it's this week or if it's ne- next week. Um, what does that do to Alvin Kamara? Um, does he continue to get the same number of receptions, or is it um, does that change the whole focus of the offense? Um to me, I like the uh, the Saints in this game uh, by about a touchdown. Love that. I agree. Yep. Okay. All right, Nick. <clears throat> the Saints. All right, I got the Philadelphia Eagles at the San Francisco 49ers. The San Francisco 49ers, as we all know, have gone through probably the most incredible rash or string of injuries that we've ever seen. They, it seems like 90% of their starters are out with injury right now. But nonetheless, they've looked pretty good. Granted, they have played really bad teams in their first – well, we'll see about the Cardinals. The Cardinals could be good. They may not. We don't know yet. But the Jets and the Giants are really bad teams. They've looked pretty good against them despite all these injuries. However, Philly is desperate right now, man. Uh, Michael, as you know, living in Philly, the Eagles need to win. If they do not win this game, it's going to be bad. So I think they're desperate. Um, I think they uh, they end up playing above the level that they played at in recent weeks. Uh, talking fantasy impact, the Eagles receiving core, though, really, really banged up right now, as we talked about earlier. Deshaun might not play. Rager's on IR. Godair, serious ankle injuries. So look for Ward and um, Ertz to have a big game. Miles Sanders as well. We got done talking about that earlier. They haven't used him a whole lot. He's their best skill player. They need him to win, so look for him to have a big game as well. Also, Carson Wentz been underperforming the entire season. He was my sit a couple weeks back. I think he returns to form a little bit here due to the depleted San Francisco 49ers defense. Um, I don't think he's back, quote-unquote, to you know his MVP form, but I think he has a good game. On the 49ers side of the ball, they might be missing Jimmy G, Debo Samuel, Debo Samuel, uh, Mostert, and then 
uh, Coleman. Coleman's on IR, so he's out for sure. But they could be missing all four of those normal offensive starters. Um, McKinnon, he might not play as well. He has a rib injury. If he does play, you can maybe start him. Um, if he doesn't play, though, you smash – what's his name? Jeff Wilson Jr. What a, what a name, Jeff Wilson Jr., right? If if McKinnon and Mostert don't play, that man is a must-start. He's going to have a big game because they love to run the ball in San Francisco. Um, as far as receivers go, kind of touched on this earlier with Brandon Ayuk. He should have a big game. Kendrick Bourne also should have a big game. Jordan Reed, he just got put on IR. Uh, George Kittle might not be back this week. So Kendrick Bourne and Ayuk, they're going to be the only real receiving threats in that offense. So I would start either one of those guys. Well, Definitely start IU. No, I'm not even going to go that far. The 49ers <laughs> passing game is terrible. Never mind. Don't do that. <laughs> but wow. they're both going to have pretty watching good Watching a man tilt in, re- in real time. In real time. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, Nick, you should have to start IU if he's your pickup waiver wire pickup of the week. Honestly, no, Nick, no. Nick, you should Nick, definitely have to start it. Nick, I'm telling you right no, now. That's I'll, I'll do it on stream. If you start IU right. in your flex, I'll start Greg Ward in my flex. I'll do it right now. This week? Yes. But I have James Robinson, man. Come on. Okay, then uh, your wide receiver too. If you start if you start IU, I'll start Greg Ward. As one of your wide receivers? As my flex. No, 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 no. If I start my okay. wide receiver dude, too. I have time you have to start as your <laughs> I, yeah, I, yeah. I, Dude, that's not fair. My my wide receivers are are as elite as they come. <laughs> so Michael will Anyways, start wrapping up wrapping Greg up Ward. This, but he won't let we'll talk about this after. We'll talk about this after. Let me wrap up here. All right, go ahead. Um, 49ers defense, you can probably start them. Don't Eagles defense. As far as the betting goes in this game, love the Eagles. They're plus seven here. San Francisco's minus seven. I think the Eagles cover that spread. I also think that they probably win the game. Whoa. I know that might be a little bit of a hot take, but they're desperate, like I said. I think they upset the 49ers 27-24. I really All hope right. they lose. That's a lot of points. I need this. That's a lot of points. Radio. Yeah, it would it would be fun to listen to Philly implode, honestly. Yes, but I think they win. It's incredible. Um. Oh, I'm last. Okay. Uh, the game of the week I did was the two and one Indianapolis Colts at the three and zero Chicago Bears. Bears are a two and a half underdog, even though being three and three and zero. One p.m. Sunday kickoff. Player to watch. BDN. Big Nick. It took him three weeks to wrestle away the job from Mitch Trubisky, our hometown hero. Uh, but the reason I say he's to, he's to watch and definitely don't start this man um, is because I just want to know like what, where the target difference is. Like who does he check down more? Does he target Allen Robinson more? Does he ta- target out Anthony Miller? So just keep an eye on basically what Mitch Trubisky has done the week, first three weeks and what uh, BDN is going to do. Um, should tell you a lot about the offense going forward. Players that I don't like, I I agree with Matt. I do not like David Montgomery this week. Uh, even though Terry Cohen tore his ACL, I think people are going to try to smash him as a flex. I mean, he, he could he could he could score twenty points, uh, you know. But I I think he's touchdown depend, dependent this week because the Colts have the uh, ranked fifth overall against running backs. So I don't like him as a star personally. Another player I don't like, and I hate that I have to say this every week. Philip Rivers, please do not start this man. He is awful <laughs> for fantasy football. He is he hates you. Philip Rivers <laughs> hates your fantasy football team, I can assure you. He does not care about you. 
And this this <laughs> stinks. This stinks like a one interception, two interception Philip Rivers game. Just just please please never stream start this man. Uh Players that I do like, Jonathan Taylor. I think the Colts are going to run the ball like crazy. I think the game script will be there. The Colts will win the game. Um, so I think the game script will be there. Jonathan Taylor will have a really nice week. I still like Allen Robinson, even though, you know, I said uh, we'll see how Nick uh, does the uh, target share. But I think uh, Allen Robinson still got, I think, 13 targets last week. So he, he'll be fine. Start Allen Robinson, no problem. So Colts win the game. And they... Yeah, they win the game, so doesn't matter. The Bears are underdogs, so they 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 cover. They cover the plus, uh, minus two and a half. So good stuff. I like the Colts, man. JT all day. All right, Marty, did you figure it out, man? What you doing on there? What? Do I am I still messed up? No, you're good. No, you you're look good, good now. It looks right. good, man. Right. Beautiful, baby. Very good. Um, okay, I think that's that's it for our regularly scheduled program. Again, the Fantasy Football Pals live every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Twitch.tv backslash Fantasy Football Pals. We're on Spotify. We're on Instagram at Pals Fantasy Football. Yeah. Any any other last final words here? Go Browns. Happy hump day, baby. <laughs> Go Steelers. Go Browns. Cold. Enjoy Cold. your Cold. football. Yes. As always, enjoy Michael your... Gallup and about to be if Michael Gallup has twenty fantasy points and the, and the Browns lose, I won't be here. <laughs> yes, enjoy your enjoy your fantasy football week. As always, good luck, and we'll see you back here next Wednesday. <laughs>